But the build up to it, you can understand how we were very nervous because it, it felt almost like there was a fine line before it was released, but it was like, oh, but what we was kind of putting obstacles in our own way. But actually yeah. it was such a great thing to do because it's opened up so many different conversations. Yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Yarn Over podcast. I am Sarah Jane, your host, and today I am joined by Nicola, who is on Team BC, and we're going to be talking about crochet on the high street and all of the subjects that come up within that. So grab a cup of tea and let's get stuck in. I wanted to take a moment to introduce my brand new book, You Can Crochet with Bella Coco. This is a clear and simple course for the beginner and contains everything that you need to get started as an absolute beginner. It also serves as a handy reference guide for those who just want a quick catch up to brush up on their techniques. And it contains 12 gorgeous crochet patterns for you to complete. You Can Crochet with Bella Coco is available now. So one of the reasons why we want to talk about this and it came up really when we were working on the not the high street bag i remember back in oh my gosh i forget the days i lit uh, not the days dates date 2020 wasn't it <laughs> yeah i forget yeah. the years the last few years have just mingled haven't they but i um it was a couple of years ago um maybe summer last year so summer 2021 I saw a bag which was on Urban Outfitters and I believe it was for about 19, was it 19.99? Yeah, it's around that price, really cheap. Yeah, it was ridiculously cheap. I've done a whole blog post on it if you want to um, have a look at that. I'll leave it in the show notes. But basically I saw this bag and I thought, how can that possibly be £19.99? Because as we all know, you cannot create crochet on a machine or maybe some people don't know that but mm. you can't create crochet on a machine knitting you can yes but crochet is handmade so somebody has actually sat down and crocheted that bag so it got me to thinking um i wonder how long it would take me to make that and what uh, would be the cost involved mm. in it um, so in this blog post, which is on the Bella Coco Crochet website, it goes through all of that. It goes through how long it took me to, um, to, uh, to make the squares, what materials I used, how much that cost, uh, like cost altogether. And then it also spoke about different, it was kind of two parts to a, um, to a blog post, really. It was highlighting the fact that crochet, um, when it's on the high street is produced very very cheaply in terms of it's not um they're not paying workers what they mm. should which we'll go into a little bit more later but then also highlighting the value of our time as creators so it then also talked about all the production side of things so putting the pattern together and having it tech edited and having it photographed mm. which is what nicola does uh, mainly here at bc although not so much recently no. <laughs> <laughs> um so it it's a really interesting post if you want to go and have a read of it but what did you take from that um from that blog post 
So I, I was fairly new at Bella Coco at this point when this concept was happening behind the scenes and it got me thinking, actually one of the key areas that need highlighting is the difference between crochet and knitting. Mm -hmm. Because funnily enough, we was actually talking about something about that involved a goat, <laughs> but it has got a point. <laughs> we was talking about a goat eating a pom-pom off one of my bags many years ago and the bag happened to be knitted or crochet and I think I stopped myself in my tracks and said actually I don't know if that bag was knitted or crocheted and it was a high street purchase and I think that is one of the biggest issues that people see a beautiful yarn garment or accessory and buy it and especially if it's cheap and they don't actually know how that's been produced okay if it's knitted then it's more than likely been done on a machine which is a completely different story but if it's been hand crocheted then there's an issue within that so mm -hmm. I think for me it was I started to learn and still learning the difference between a crocheted item and, and a knitted item and I know it's to do with sort of like how it's interlinked and locked but still to to the eye I'd really have to study and probably ask for a second opinion if I if I wanted to be sure, if I was purchasing something on the high street, mm -hmm. has that been knitted or has it been crocheted? Mm -hmm. So then whilst I was learning about this, this was during, we were still in lockdown at this point, weren't we? It was like all still semi-lockdown. Yeah, working it? from home. And I started pattern testing for a couple of designers making garments. And from that point, I realised, wow, just how much work goes into it. I know in a project it takes quite a long time. I see patterns or ideas evolve into getting yarn, patterns, it being filmed, it being photographed. I was aware of that process, but there was still a level of ignorance as just to how much work goes into it. At this point, I don't think I'd ever written a crochet pattern. Mm. Um, so when I was pattern testing, I got this printable PDF that was like 15, 16 plus pages long. And then I started to learn about grading and doing your gauge swatch and then making it and then having to send all the information back to the designer and then proofreading. Like it was a whole journey for one item. And I just think, who's doing that for these high street garments? Mm -hmm how much are they being paid and how much time is that taken and is that being reflected in the cost of what they're being sold for which we can confidently say absolutely not because to our horror we've been gathering research all this summer mm -hmm. every time we've seen something on on the high street or online shopping we've been taking screenshots of it and one, they're already cheap, but then secondly, most of that stuff went into the sale at like mm. shockingly low prices. You're talking like five, six pounds. We think we saw something on the high street that was around three pound mark, mm. I think, the, the cover up yeah. without naming any names. So from coming into Bella Coco and working more closely with the team and then pattern testing myself to write in my own pattern, I guess... I've learned so much just from that not the high street bag and mm -hmm. we both have go off on tangents of conversation about this don't we mm. and this blog post really is just to highlight those yeah highlight those issues yeah I think really the blog post was mainly to kind of encourage people mm -hmm. not to buy crochet on the high street um 
but then it just kind of untangled all of these different conversation pieces, yeah. didn't it? About, you know, um, valuing people's time and their art, um, whether or not it be somebody working in a factory and making these things. You know, if if you're selling something for nineteen ninety nine. How long has it taken one per... I mean, granted, these people in the factories might be very, very quick at crochet, mm -hmm. uh, much quicker than I am, but still, you know, after it's been made, after you take think about the cost of the material, after you think about the cost of, um, you know, these factories shipping over to the companies, how much are these people actually being, being paid? How much is that worker being paid for that one item that's selling for $19.99? When the cost of the yarn, mm -hmm. I mean, I can't remember that I probably should have looked at this before <laughs> before we did this podcast, but um, the cost of the yarn was much more than that in on its own, yeah. just the yarn. And it's just it just really does make you think, um, you know, how they can produce these at such low prices. Mm -hmm. And also as well, I meant to say this to you the other day, I had a really close look, because I don't know if anybody else does this, but when I see crochet anywhere, like on the high street or where, I'll literally go and have a look, like really closely, and like inspect it. Yeah. Um, and on the back of this crochet, it was, a, it was a children's granny square. The top was granny square, the bottom was material. It was a dress. But on the back of the granny squares, They'd sewn the the yarn. So from the front, it didn't look any different. But on the back, okay. it had stitches in. And it was... Um, what, stitched over the crochet? Stitched the stitches together. And I assume oh. that is for longevity, I guess. So that it doesn't stretch or pull mm. or... I don't know. Um, strengthen it maybe yeah that's what what I assumed it was for for mm -hmm. strength it wasn't just like a straight stitch it's quite intricate that definitely would have been done on a machine so mm. it was, uh, yeah it was bizarre um but yeah to then add that into the mix yeah you know it just it baffles my mind my mind boggles at how they can produce yeah. these things so cheaply but then when you also think about from a creator and um, these people who are designing projects as well and putting all of their efforts into creating patterns so that other people can make them um, and to be having their designs stolen. Mm. It undermines them in the whole process and how it can be sold on the high street. Mm -hmm. But then also when you see something, uh, doing a little bit more research, because we've obviously involved in the crochet community someone watching this might not really know a great deal about crochet but there's actually people who we follow whose designs have been stolen this summer and put on really cheap high street websites mm -hmm. so that almost opens up another you know I was saying with the not the high street blog post mm -hmm. it really did bring so much more than what the blog post was about to the forefront mm -hmm. and we've branched off in so many different conversations from that and that being one of them mm -hmm. you know that that was just only hitting the surface really with the mm. not the high street bag yeah since that blog post gone live and that pattern's gone live it's kind of crept into conversation most weeks about mm -hmm. just 
everything to do with crochet being manufactured in the way it is and being sold so cheaply yeah. and interesting when you put it in on google i mean i've not found it if anyone else can find articles then please ping them our way but the articles i can find they're very few and far in between but they're all like 2020 2021 mm -hmm. so it's only in recent like the last two years that people are really starting to think oh okay maybe this isn't right which is just absolutely mind-boggling because crochet has been around how long i mean maybe that's to do with the fashion i don't yeah, know yeah i think it's a hundred percent to do with mm. the fashion because this summer summer 2022 mm. it was just everywhere absolutely everywhere and i guess um i guess we could find this out because i'm sure they're working on summer 2023 mm. <laughs> fashion at the moment whether it whether it's going to come back mm. again um I think it will, personally. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting how it's come. It was just everywhere this mm -hmm. summer. Absolutely everywhere. From accessories to clothing. The clothing was just mm -hmm. insane, wasn't it? But even the effect of the print, I saw on some websites that they'd taken a granny square with the links mm -hmm. and made it into almost like a, a screen print so the fabric yeah. was printed to look like crochet which <laughs> i just thought was crazy that's better than yeah. <laughs> mass produced but obviously the aesthetic of crochet is yeah. very sought after at the moment well we can understand why yeah. we've appreciated crochet far longer but yeah i actually remember um buying um for holiday a cover up and it had crochet mm. on it it just had a small bit of crochet around the top and i was like oh crochet mm. like it's nice to see crochet in the high street but i hadn't actually at that point thought oh my gosh what what is the impact of this mm. um until obviously getting more and more into designing and producing and all of that so yeah it's just it's just insane isn't it yeah, we also noticed this year as well, there's been lots of higher-end brands selling crochet. Obviously at the right price, but there's such a contrast, isn't there? Well, you say that, yes. It's, you do, it's, they're selling them at the prices you would like or mm. expect them to sell at, but still, how much is that worker getting for that work? Exactly, and how many of that, say, bag, for example, has yeah. been made? yeah. Just because they're selling for a higher price point doesn't mean that the worker mm. is getting that. It just might mean that they're mm. making more profit. Which brings us on to actually, we um, joined the first, not the high street. And I say the first because we do have some news later on, but I won't reveal just yet. Um, joined the first, not the high street blog post and pattern. For the first six months, we donated the profits for the pattern to a charity. I called... think it was actually three months. Oh, was it three months? It was extended to six months. Yeah. But yeah, we, we decided that we wanted to don donate mm -hmm. to a charity. And the charity that we found mm -hmm. was... Labour behind the label, which is, I'm glad I said that yeah. right, because I get it wrong sometimes, I say it the other way around, which makes me sad. I didn't tell you to say it, just to slip it, slip you off. Oh, did you not? No, it was it pressure, was... it was like, dum, <laughs> lights are on me, No, say it properly. I felt like I interrupted you, so I wanted to give, let you give the glory. <laughs> but you okay. gave me the most difficult <laughs> sentence to say. I think I said it right. If I didn't, I apologise and we will correct that in the show notes. <laughs> but we found that charity and it kind of just covered 
what felt like the whole kind of textile mm -hmm. industry, UK and beyond, with people working. Because I think people also don't realise that um, the, the textile industry, although it has depleted over the years, if you watch Bella Coco, um, the studio is the next chapter, we're actually situated opposite an old lace mill. So although it's depleted, which are now apartments, um, so although it has depleted in the UK, there are still quite a large amount of factories that produce textiles in the UK and that supports UK and beyond, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. um, and acts as an advocate, I guess, and a voice for people who have been mistreated in that industry. So although, like Sarah Jane was just saying, we have found higher price point, pointed items, crochet items from high-end designers, there's not there's no proof that they have been made ethically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it would be quite nice to for companies who are selling crochet to be more explicit where it's been made and give us a little bit more of an insight mm -hmm. rather than what it felt like to us that everybody was jumping on the bandwagon of crochet and just pushing it out all over the like we all get you've got to make money you've got to follow the trends but there comes a point where is a trend worth mm -hmm. mistreating yeah a human being yeah <laughs> at the end of the day yeah so that was like part of the um the the pattern wasn't it yeah and then the reason why we didn't decide to um donate all of the profits to um the charity was because we also wanted to honor the the side of it of as a creator and the work that's gone into it mm -hmm. um you know there was time and money that went into creating that pattern and so i i was kind of in a place of well i don't really want to be making a profit on something that i've kind of essentially replicated because it had a story behind mm -hmm. it. Um, I wanted to be able to sort of give to charity at the same time as honouring the creative. Yeah. It was a tricky one, wasn't it? And we it had this was. whole conversation about it. And that's how we felt like was the best way to proceed with it. Mm. Um, well, it actually was being delayed because we were so anxious and nervous about it going out because we wanted the message to come across properly. Yeah. We didn't want it to be like, oh, now we're going to make money off this trend. It wasn't yeah. meant down that route. And I don't think people took it oh, that no, way. I don't think they did at all. But the build-up to it, you can understand how we were very nervous because it, it felt almost like there was a fine line before <laughs> it was released, but it was like, oh, but what we was kind of putting obstacles in our own way. But actually, yeah. it was such a great thing to do because it's opened up so many different conversations. Yeah. And... It's helped us learn as well, hasn't it? I mean, we're still learning. We've been looking at the charity's website today and looking at working conditions and we're always looking out for crochet on the high street and taking screenshots. Have you seen my brand new pattern, the patchwork blanket? This project is perfect if you want to use up some of your yarn in your stash, explore new stitches and techniques, and also learn new skills. So many people have picked up this pattern already and begun their projects. And if you want to too, you can head across to bellacococrochet.com forward slash patchwork hyphen blanket. That's bellacococrochet.com forward slash patchwork 
hyphen blanket. So obviously we spoke a little bit about not the high street part two. Mm -hmm. So this is really exciting. We actually did plan on doing this a little while ago, didn't we? This was yeah. supposed to be a summer project, was it not? Oops. <laughs> yeah, it was like summer and then autumn and then we was like, actually... So much came up though this back end of the year, didn't it? With yeah. the book and the patchwork blanket and just everything else that comes up, which kind of strengthens our point in terms of just how long these things take, like mm -hmm. the design process, the marketing, mm -hmm. the planning as a whole, the pattern writing, you name it, like everything is just so time consuming. And then when you've got things in the way. Yeah, well, we've actually just been working on something and with the mm -hmm. cost of yarn and um, making the projects, what did it work out as? Just the yarn and, and having it made up, yeah, was £3,000. £3,000. That's gone into a project. Mm -hmm. And I know that there will be some people like, oh, is this not free? Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, it's kind of cost £3,000 to produce. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're going to need to make that back because... Bella Coco is, uh, Bella Coco Crochet is now a business. I employ people. Mm -hmm. I need to pay their wages. Mm -hmm. I, need <laughs> 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 I need to, um, you know, keep my children fed and all of that. So that, I guess that's mm -hmm. another talking point, isn't it? Yeah. Is see what I mean? This just brings up so many talking points, but there is so much free content out there. I have hundreds of free tutorials and free patterns and things on the website um and i kind of get that there are some people who do look for the free um but i do think there's a fine line of having something for free and then being angry that something's not free yeah <laughs> Because it also puts pressure on, there's so many talented crochet designers out yeah. there and it's actually quite heartbreaking when they release a pattern mm -hmm. and then when you chat to them it's maybe not sold as well because there's that pressure that people do want it for free or they want it for really cheap so it's understanding what goes into that. For mm -hmm. any pattern it will have been well, written for a start, but then the samples would have been made, mm -hmm. frogged, made, frogged to mm -hmm. get it right. Then it would have been tech edited. Then it would have been pattern tested and then photographed and sometimes filmed mm -hmm. and then made into a beautiful PDF. Mm -hmm. And, and all then hosted that, on a website, which yeah. then has charges to sell that PDF. Yeah. Not to mention all the free time that's already gone into it, marketing it on Instagram, mm -hmm and pushing that out how many times needed you know setting up newsletters to push it out all of that is done on the designers mm -hmm. free time really mostly in the evenings in between full-time jobs mm -hmm. and I guess it's kind of almost the lack of understanding of that mm -hmm. when people act shocked when something costs money mm -hmm. when they want it for free so mm -hmm. Hopefully this podcast might be a little bit of a voice to those designers as yeah. well mm -hmm. and to support them. If we if you know, if we can convert, say, ten people who would 
not expect maybe this sort of, 10 people who would normally look for free content go and purchase 10 patterns from a designer then I guess this podcast has served its purpose mm -hmm. or say another 10 people looking into the whole manufacturing of crochet mm -hmm. or the textile industry mm -hmm. you know it's just it's chipping away isn't it like you mm -hmm. say every time we start a conversation it dominates on so many different topics mm -hmm. it's hard to kind of cover all grounds this is almost like just an intro I guess to what will be coming on the blog and what mm -hmm. more topics of conversation mm -hmm. I which... mean we can we if people want to hear more about a particular um part of this broader conversation mm -hmm. then we can absolutely do future podcasts on this yeah. and even invite more guests in to chat about it and things but I was just thinking then even when we were talking about um designers offering free patterns which mm -hmm. they absolutely do not have to do yeah if you want to produce a free pattern please by all means go ahead free patterns can be very good at getting eyeballs on your things um and then you know you can have <laughs> <I'm> sorry <laughs> so, yes <laughs> eyeballs on you what <laughs> exactly so what it's like working in the studios because I'm not really, I'm not editing that out <laughs> eyeballs on their projects <laughs> it's like eyeballs on your things I can't believe you just <laughs> oh dear me compose again. yourself eyeballs on their projects and then they can have um paid uh paid patterns and um you know pdfs mm -hmm. whatever they want to do but it's absolutely okay to charge for yeah. your work you are worth so much and i think as creatives often people feel like they're not worthy yeah of being paid for what they're producing and that yeah. like pains me so mm -hmm. much i've been there i still am there at you know some point you know we have conversations yeah, over and over about how much things we should charge for things. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there's that conversation. Then there's also the people who make physical things. So whether it's hats or scarves or yeah. amigurumis or whatever, you also have the right to charge for your work. Yeah. You do not work for free. You know, if you went into the shop and picked something up and walked out with it, you'd be chased. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why is it any different? People need to be... Um, paying for your work and it's absolutely okay to charge for it yeah. I'm so passionate about this because mm -hmm. I just see people undervalue, undervaluing themselves mm -hmm. so much and it's really really sad to see um, so yeah if you're sat here thinking mm -hmm. yeah I, I don't think I should be you know charging for what I do you do yeah. <laughs> you absolutely do Reach out, tell us in the comments if you're one of those people who don't charge or undercharge and like mm -hmm. let us know how you feel and what holds you back from that as well because mm -hmm. I think that would be really interesting to collate and sort of like share with others as mm -hmm. well how indie diners, uh, diners? <laughs> designers, <laughs> designers and small businesses feel about um, 
pricing up and mm -hmm. charging i know there are other resources online and stuff mm -hmm. but also when you go on etsy and you see handmade items ready to be sold and people put them in the sale mm -hmm. and it's like i wonder what's made them mm -hmm. reduce that beautiful handcrafted piece of work mm -hmm. when it was already not enough money to begin with mm -hmm. it's crazy isn't it or, or either if you're watching and you're just a crochet hobbyist you don't yeah. you know um you don't sell patterns, you don't sell your work. Have you ever looked at a pattern and thought, oh, I'm not paying that, that's a bit expensive. Mm. Or I wouldn't pay that for uh, that blanket. Mm -hmm. If you have, that's absolutely fine. I'm sure at some point I have also done mm -hmm. that because I haven't understood everything that goes into creating that, mm -hmm. uh, that piece. Um, we're open, the conversation is open, yeah. the comments are open, um, let's just get that conversation flowing Yeah. and like help each other break down um, different points of views, um, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to follow know if you up were on that. <laughs> so, um, Yes, we do have a project that in a roundabout mm. way. Did we even finish talking about <laughs> no. this project? Uh, we, we went off on another tangent. We did, we did. We do this a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but we do have another project coming next year, which is really exciting. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned for that. So again, mm. that will be another um, project where it will have the um, donation to charity. I think we were lucky last year because the Not The High Street bag just absolutely blew up, didn't it? Mm -hmm. It was everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but it was so nice to know that people were making those bags, whether they're using for shoppers or for beach bags or just general day-to-day -day bags and not going and getting a the, bag from the High Street yeah. for like five pounds or something. One of my favourite things was seeing comment, um, I think I saw a few of the comments actually, where um, somebody had made it and they're like, oh, my daughter wants me to make it for her, mm. like one for her and like her friends as well. I'm like, I love that. Yeah. I just love that crochet is um, gradually getting to the younger and young, younger generation, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Which is all the more reason why we want to share how crochet is made and knowing and to, you know, raise awareness in regards to the low price points that are out there mm -hmm. on the high street as well because yeah younger people are learning how to crochet but then if they've got crochet things and they show their friends mm -hmm. you know they can then they teach might. them yeah. how to you know how it's made or mm -hmm. the fact that there's no crochet machine I mean hands up I didn't know that until I started working here and I've mm -hmm. worked with you for like years taking photos mm -hmm. but it never occurred to me that Crochet can't be done on the machine. Yeah. Another thing, I mean, it's slightly not relevant, but it is. It really grinds my gears <laughs> when um, these websites say, oh, crochet jumper. You're like, that's not crochet. Yeah, they're, they're even <laughs> getting it wrong. Well, it's. I think that what they're doing is they're using the word crochet because it's popular and saying that's a crochet jumper mm. or a crochet top because crochet is popular because it's trending yeah but and it's yeah. different 
Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the blog post in itself, comparing yeah. crochet and knitted stitches that are similar. <laughs> I would like... learn so much from that. <laughs> we should call it Not the Knit Jumper. Yes. <laughs> Don't steal well, that, anybody. No, that's copyright. <laughs> yeah, we've got that. We've claimed that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I really hope that you have enjoyed this podcast um, and our little ramblings of well, I guess it's more of behind the scenes of what our conversations are about yeah. in the studios. It's been done very differently to the other ones. Yes, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's a huge topic. So many things within that topic, um, but we're open for more conversations about it. So leave us a comment yeah. um, or, you know, if you're, if you're listening, come and uh, leave us a comment on social media. We'd love to hear your point of view. But thank you so much for watching. And thank you, Nicola, for joining me today. You're very welcome. Hope I've been helped more than a hindrance. <laughs> <laughs> and we're very excited about releasing Not the High Street Part 2. Yes. Yes. Ah. Oh. Am I doing it? Yeah, go on then. Yeah, so Not the High Street Part 2. We wanted to do something that people have been asking for, but we wanted there to be a message behind it. And we thought, what better way to follow on with the fact that crochets exploded this summer on the high street? We're going to be doing a wearable item. But as you can imagine, we'll tell you all about this in the blog post. We are figuring out the pattern mm -hmm. at the moment. We have got samples made, but then we also need to grade it because we want the pattern to be size it inclusive mm -hmm. and there will also be video tutorials alongside that as well mm -hmm. as a purchasable pdf pattern Yay. so it's going to be even bigger and better than the first one mm -hmm. with more information mm -hmm. about how it's how it's gone from the idea to what it is now mm -hmm. ready to sell to you guys and um, so yeah we're very excited about you seeing that and it's based on a very popular design um, that's been circulated on the internet again so very similar concept not, not harry street, styles people are oh no it's <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> i'm probably gonna start something now we just don't have the time to recreate that don't bombard us this was already it's already six months late this <laughs> this project is yeah just it's not harry styles cardigan yeah. sorry guys yeah well, maybe. It, no, um, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm not going to, we cannot put any more projects. That's a royal way because you're the one who always adds to the jobs list. I'm tick three things off, you add ten. Yeah, sorry. It's mm -hmm. the worst thing because I'll go, I've got an idea. And everyone goes, no, no. I like not again. try and escape out the window. <laughs> You know, the life of creatives, hey? Yeah. But thank you very much for listening. If you're listening via podcast or watching, if you're watching on YouTube, um, I can't wait to see you for the next episode. <laughs>